Hey, hey, we are back. The Leafs convo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. I'm Norm, along with Mike. We're excited, excited for these Maple Brothers, who are a win away from taking their first playoff series in, geez, I don't know, uh, 15, 16, 17 years. 17 years, a 4 nothing victory over Les Rats in game four of their first round set. Setting up for a potential clincher tomorrow evening back at Scotia Bank Arena. Leafs Nation, the converts, the OGs, extremely excited about the prospects of not only tomorrow's game, but a series with the Winnipeg Jets. But Michael, one step at a time. Good evening. Good evening, Norm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Leaf fans, after that game one hiccup, and, you know, obviously the trauma from losing Tavares, they've really recovered. And I think it's, you know, the, the maturation of the core group along with mm -hmm. the veterans that have been added that have been a key to this team, you know, sort of riding the ship and now up 3-1. I mean, you know, the, <clears throat> the game four especially, when you can win without – your two best players scoring a point. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's especially in the playoffs. That's fantastic. And I mean, you see Kerfoot stepping up in the absence of Tavares and the absence of Nick Foligno. You see Alex Galchenyuk picked up off the scrap heap by Kyle Dubas, you know, setting up uh, William Nylander for his fourth goal in four games and then setting up Spezza. So, and then scoring the empty netter against his former team. I mean, that that stuff, you know, you can't make it up. It's it's unbelievable. And then Thornton scores the power play goal, you know, finally contributing. Uh, the, a lot of people were asking him, for him to be benched uh, because uh, it was back-to-back -back and, you know, him being a veteran guy. But it all is just falling into place for this team. And, and uh, I mean, it's not over. Montreal can still come back and win the series, although nobody thinks that. But I think, you know, I, I think that they have to think that. But right now, it, it looks great. One game at a time, one period at a time, one shift at a time. This is the Leafs Convo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, OakRidgeFord.com. OG's Converse, thanks so much for joining us in the chat. There are tons of you. We have some comments to get to. Uh, from our community portion of the Leafs Combo channel on YouTube. Um, you're watching this through YouTube right now, so hit the subscribe button. Thanks uh, a million for the uh, subscribes. Our last plea worked. It has nothing to do with desperation or anything like that. We just feel like, you know, come on board. We're going to have all kinds of content coming at you over the uh, days and weeks to come, so you may as well be notified about it first, and then you also get a chance to uh, be prepared for our live shows. So uh, they've outscored the Habs 12-4. 12 goals against Carey Price, who has stood on his head at times, mm -hmm. but he's not able to generate any serious momentum that propels his team. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that the Leafs are just a level or two above the Habs. We knew it from the get-go. The first game was a bit of a scare, but as the series has transpired and opened up a little bit, it's completely evident. Well, 12 goals in four games, but two of them were empty netters. So if you consider the fact that that's two and a half goals per game, that's not terrible. The problem is, is that Montreal's offense is virtually not consistent. And you can say that's because they're not a deep offensive team. But I do think that the Leafs have played 
very good defense for most of this series. I mean, game one, they lost on a shorthanded goal against. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, they've had a shutout and they've had two one-goal games against. And I think you have to give credit to, obviously, the team defense. You see the forwards dropping down close to the goal line, helping the defense win puck battles, and then hustling the other way. Uh, you know, I think the blue line obviously has been much improved this season, but you also have to credit – I mean, Jack Campbell's been fantastic. And, and the thing is, he's been steady. It's a, He hasn't had to make the spectacular save. He's made a couple really good saves. But I think that's a product of the team in front of him, but also doesn't give up a ton of rebounds. He's quiet in the net. Mm-hmm. He, he seems confident in what he's doing. It's, I mean, it's so far a fantastic performance by Jack Campbell. So with game five, do you foresee a, a leaf drubbing of the Habs setting up a series that we all believe is coming and we should expect is coming against the Jets? Or does that remain to be seen? We are still cautiously optimistic but slightly skeptical that this team can overcome these hurdles as we progress forward well i think they can overcome hurdles i mean you know it but i don't think it's going to be an easy out i mean they're saying all the right things you know the fourth victory is the toughest one you know they're not taking the habs lightly um you might think that 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 they should based on the way they played through four games. But I think it's smart to say, you know, we've got to work and hustle because if you lose this game, then you go back to game six, go back to uh, the bell center, uh, giving them life. And they're, you know, the, the, the carry price could carry them to three victories in a row. So mm-hmm. I think the Leafs really have to uh, concentrate in game five. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a two, one, three, two game. So it's not going to be a, blow, a blowout of any kind of proportion. Yeah. I, I don't see the Leafs losing the series. Would it be efficient though, to get through this game five? Sure. Win, win it, but also achieve something med- mentally, um, in relation to past failures, winning around, doing it with authority, doing it um, on your own terms, mm-hmm. and knowing that by accomplishing this feat, you haven't expended too much energy or you know, you've lost three, four guys in order to get to that second round. Um, because for as fun as this has been, over the last three games in particular mm-hmm. and for what we're expecting to be a triumph here over Les Rat, this journey is really just beginning. Well, ideally they would like to gut Montreal in the first period and, and, yeah, and, get, sure. up, and get up three, nothing, but they'll have something to say about it. I mean, the perfect scenario would be the Leafs put away the Habs Put, a, put them away early in this game, sort of coast to a victory, and get ready for Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Will that happen? I don't know. I think you know, there's, you, when, you sit, when you consider the desperation is there for Montreal and they're a heavy team that likes to hit, it's going to be a tough out. It's going to be, you know, and it, you know, Montreal could very easily win the game and go back to Montreal. And I, I like, I picked 
Originally, I picked Leafs in six. Well, if that's accurate, then the Leafs lose game five. I hope that's not the case. I hope I'm wrong. And, you know, they the uh, the Habs, you know, do not show up, but I think they will. The Leafs with three power play goals in this series. That's three power play goals in four games. Mm-hmm. That is exponentially better than the Leafs' performance with the man advantage for a month prior to. Do you see... Uh, you know, some confidence being created there, and 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 we're we're seeing these these goals and these chances brought to life by new blood um, on, on a unit that we all felt was cert- getting stale, and, and their lack of production was certainly showing that. Well, in Game Four, it was the second unit that scored. It was Thornton and Spezza. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Sandine score on one of them. Um, he, he didn't play in game four. I mean, yes, they should have some increased confidence when it comes to the power play actually breaking through, but they're still not operating at the clip that they did early in the regular season. Maybe that's not going to come back, but as long as it's contributing and not allowing shorthanded goals, that, that, that'll be the best thing. So Danny Grinick, our friend from New England, big Whalers fan, long live the Whalers, Danny, surprised by Brooks and Dermott getting the start isn't this just part of uh, the complete mosaic of of a of a team showing itself in what is expected to be a long grind you're going to use everybody yeah i mean well that the fact that it was back to back was an opportunity to get other players in there get fresh bodies in there um, they substituted Brooks for Riley Nash, who only played like 10 minutes in game three. So it wasn't because of fatigue. It was wanting to get Brooks in there. And Brooks has played well uh, with uh, Spezza and Thornton on that fourth line late in the regular season. The Dermot one was a little puzzling. I, there I think it could be fatigue because Sandine didn't play all year and now was playing you know significant minutes in high-pressure situations. And – and back to back, a back to back situation. They probably thought, okay, let's go with the veteran. Uh, Dermot has played with the uh, Bogosian all year, so mm-hmm. that's that's a good opportunity to give him a breather. I would think, I would think that Sandine is back in for Game Five, but maybe after winning four nothing, they'll keep Dermot in there and they'll go back and forth with them. The Leafs have enough depth, don't they, Mike, to configure the lineup? any which way on any given night to compete and succeed? Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's, you know, that is the the brilliance of the the plan that Dubas put in, you know, bringing in Riley Nash um, at the deadline when he was on IR and basically burying him until the beginning of the, of the playoffs and Felino and Hutton and, you know, everybody they brought in on top of the guys that they signed in, in over, you know, d- during the off season. So, yes, they can withstand. I mean, think about it right now. They've lost their number two center, their team captain. They've lost the guy who was replacing their number two center, a team captain from another team. Mm-hmm. Now, Felino might be back on Thursday, mm-hmm. but they might say, okay, we won without him in game four. And game and game three, why don't we just let him sit and let him be healthy and let him get healthy for the Winnipeg series? The the only risk there is again Montreal, 
you can't take them lightly. So you, if, if Felino can play, I think he will play. But I, I, I wonder whether they'll rest him and save him for Winnipeg. OG's converts. What have you seen in the Habs that would indicate that come game five, that group will explode and just dominate the blue and white? Have you, have you seen anything in this series that makes you concerned, even afraid? For, for what might come uh, over the next 24, 48 hours. Have that discussion. Uh, Mastodak is nothing. Habs to have nothing. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, Mike, because we do certainly know that um, the, the Leafs have blown leads and blown opportunities in the past. It just feels different. I'm looking at a Habs team that isn't exactly demoralized because I don't know if they ever as a group felt like they were on the same you know, playing field as the Leafs, talent for talent. And I'm not kicking them to the curb. I just don't think they're there yet. And I think the Leafs, um, it might not be their time to win a Stanley Cup, but I do believe it's their time to to progress forward. A few other things I want to talk about. Address that and we'll uh, we'll start bringing up some names. Yeah, I mean, I, clearly I, I think, you know, the Habs are not lying to themselves. I think they, they know that they're playing against a team that mm. is, be- you know, is better than them. But again, you don't have to. You can be the less talented team and still win. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I, I think that they, they have to be careful. Um, you know, Brad and the Chaz are talking about Caulfield and Suzuki. They do have a couple talented players. They have more than a few. Mm-hmm. Tafoli has been non-existent this series. Um, you know, I can remember many Leaf team when they were making the playoffs back in the '80s and '90s. You know, when they're down three-one, coming back and winning that game five and forcing a game six. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they just need to be cognizant of that. Okay. We're talking about game five as if it's the the catapult or the leaping ground, uh, the leaping off point for the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it is what it is. Felino, maybe rest them. You've got other guys who can fill the spots and, and – do admirably no points from Marner in the last two games or last game uh people people who dislike him think he hasn't really shown up in the series he has three points assisted on the game winner in in game three he looks a little wacky out there but he'll come around Uh, Austin Matthews doesn't have a point two games um but you're you're looking at the rest of the guys picking up the slack and doing their job not so much Hey, the top guys aren't scoring, so we had better. No, it's it's a blend throughout the lineup. It's an opportunity for everybody to to contribute and play a role because that's the point of putting a, a competitive, solid, layered team together for this moment that all of these guys will contribute. So with that said, and I know I'm probably the only one thinking this, <laughs> if the Leafs go up a few goals – in this game and look as if they have command. Can you not put Freddie Anderson in there to, to play a period? Is that, is that a, is that a charity, an insult to this guy? Or can you not get him on the ice to give him a chance to feel good about himself? Whether if it's novel or not, okay. Give not, the guy an opportunity to play. First of all, not a chance in hell, <laughs> not a friggin' chance in hell because, and because, 
okay, what are you telling Jack Campbell? You're telling Jack Campbell, okay, we're hedging our bets. No, no, no. Yeah, that's no, not like, what I mean. All right. I believe I believe that. No, is no. he that immature? Like no, no, no it's, it's no. But you don't understand the psyche of goaltenders, and that's what I'm saying. It's well, like that's, I, yeah, that's right because I remember you're you know you're, you're you're you you did have a spell in the '80s in the in the yeah. W. No, I I understand. I, I okay, I get that's it. The you understand? Well, yeah, hey, that shutout against the Kings was amazing. You still lost, uh, but but. I just give the guy an opportunity to play. What happens if Campbell gets hurt and he has to get dropped in? Then, then that, what? he's everybody's best friend. Then that's his opportunity to play. You're not good. This is not the regular season where you can give him a period. This is the playoffs. I don't care. You know, if if you're I don't care if you're up six one, you're not letting him in. No. Okay. That's that. That's it. If it's <laughs> If, you're, you're, you're watching it, guys. Mike's quitting the podcast. He's, he's sad enough. No, no. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just resolute in my belief that right now. And believe me, there's nobody that's been a bigger Freddie Anderson backer than me. But right now, you have the hot goaltender. I mean, if they didn't play Freddie Anderson in a back-to-back -back situation with Campbell, you know, having history, uh, having injury history, then they're never going to play him unless he gives up five goals and they have to pull him. They're never playing. <laughs> I'm on an island with this one. Complete island. And I'm by myself. What was the name of the Tom Hanks movie where he's on the island and the plane Cast crashes? Castaway. Castaway. That's me talking to a hockey puck because I have no friends after suggesting that Freddie Anderson be given a chance to participate. Um, yeah. I, I, hey, if it's Campbell for the entire 16 wins – so be it. If it's not, I don't know if the Leafs uh, win 16. Uh, so we, Freddie Anderson, enjoy watching uh, the team you once led be led by someone else. This is the way she goes. Um, the, the leader right now on this team, um, uh, from an offensive standpoint and a spiritual standpoint, is number 88. Doctor Nylander, making a house call. Now, then, and, okay, I have to, I have to, I have to lay this out. William Nylander, in four games, has been brilliant. He's been great, and this is you know, what he's doing right now is the reason that he is so annoying and aggravating as a player because he's capable of this. Mm -hmm. He really, yes, yes, Caleb. He will not be traded after this, this series because you can't make trades during the playoffs, Mike. You stole it from him. Hey, it's he's got four goals, okay? But other guys have go goals too. Right. Um, he's got four goals, and I, I hope he's I hope he scores a ton of goals and is in the mix for the con Smythe when the Leafs go sure. all the way, okay? I'd but it's it's the it's the energy in the play, it's the determination, right? Um, you know, you'll William Nylander will never uh, want to take a hit, and 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 his his uh, his faction. Right, the the cult of Nylander will say, "Who? Why would you want to take a hit? Right? Why would you want to take it? Uh, you know, if if it means even giving the other team the puck or an opportunity to take the puck, why would you want to take a hit? I mean, it's the smartest thing to do. So there are some things that he lacks from a physical standpoint. He's just not a physical kind of guy, but he makes up for it in a lot of other ways. And when he's scoring, 
Yes. And he is, you know, with that, that nifty stick doing defensive things, the, the other stuff isn't as big a deal. That becomes exacerbated by, I mean, the other stuff is blown up and possibly out of proportion when he's not scoring, when he's not doing other things. And we know that the faction will still blame everybody else for Nylander not doing well. Right now, the guy's on fire. It's great. It's great. This is the point. When he scores goals, you don't need to look to Marner and say he sucks or he sh Nylander should be playing with Matthews because he's elite. Mar Nylander's scoring goals because that's what the Leafs need him to do. And that's what he's capable of doing. So let's enjoy it. Let's hope it continues. And let's hope that when Nylander can't score, one of the other guys will score in his place. Or Nylander will facilitate someone else to score. This is good. And with your two best players not really producing a hell of a lot right now, this is good. The other guys and the vets and the contributors helping this team get through the first round uns as unscathed as possible so that when shit really hits the fan, your top guys will have to come to the fore because that's why they make the millions and that's probably what they're waiting for. Serious. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I give him credit for – you know, ma making the plays and scoring the goals. Uh, I mean, he's been fantastic. Um, and you're right, different line mates every game. Um, you know, he's had to be more of a facilitator, more of a sniper than a facilitator because because Tavares is not there. You know, Tavares usually is the trigger guy, and you know sometimes they'll set up Neilander, but it, it, you know in this instance he has to be the trigger guy, and that's really helped the Leafs out because. I think, you know, Deneau has had a history of doing a pretty decent job on Matthews in terms of a matchup. Um, you know, it's it's tough sometimes. And, I, like, I, I think – I actually think Marner's had a pretty good series. The one night one night he played 27 minutes. He's penalty-killing, power play. Yeah. He's all over the place. Keith uses him in every scenario. Um, He's a lightning rod like Nylander, but that is – that is society now. That is what social media is about. That's what the younger fan base is about. Our guy versus the other guy, even if they're on the same team. I don't come from that um, way of thinking, playing team sports and stuff. You, you're going to have some stars carry the day. Other guys contribute, and then they'll get their time. Everybody gets an opportunity. It's just different now, right? And it's just, ever since the the was it a holdout or when um, was it 2018? And things didn't go right with Nylander, and he was kind of waiting to get his money. Things things changed. He became a pariah. But right now, it would be nice if we could have a, a detente. Um, look that word up if you don't know what it means. And um, come together as a group. This should be fun as a collective. Like I don't give a shit. Marty Marinson, Mike Agello's favorite defenseman of all time, right behind Doug Harvey and Bobby Orr. Don't don't and don't ally Afraidy. Don't don't even mention. I want to answer. Mike, uh, no, hold on a second. If he score, if Marinson scores, the yeah. game winner in some game, you're not going to turn around and go f that guy. You're going to go. That's amazing. Now send him back to the press box. Right. This is an opportunity for everybody to do well for this team because the goal is to win a Stanley Cup as a team. It's not to have William Nylander win his Stanley Cup and everybody else, you know, shower him with praise or Austin Matthews. Uh, by divine right, finally reached the, the zenith. This uh, is for the group. This is for us. And uh, guys like Nylander are killing it right now. I hope it continues. I think he's going to score another one tomorrow. It might be the game winner.
I, I hope so. Um, just to answer Jeffrey's question that was up before, um, the smiling with Matthews in the scrums, I think, is just sort of – I heard – I think it was Jamie McLennan or Jeff O'Neill on, on Overdrive say that's just a reflection of the fact that he thinks that these scrums are stupid, that, you know, like he's getting pulled into something by Shea Weber because Shea Weber's trying to, you know, physically impose on him. He's like, I'm not doing crap. He says, I'm not doing anything here. He's trying to – he's basically trying to mug me. So I, I don't think the, 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 the grin on his face is – I think the grin on his face is sort of a commentary on what's going on in the scrum and that the, that the, that's the only thing the Habs can do to stop him is to wear him down. So, um, you know, I, 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 I don't put too much stock. You know what that, you know what that grin is, Mike? He's telling viewers, many of them who are Habs fans, that this team that the Leafs are taking on right now is not worth the aggravation. If it's not all on the line against these guys, they're not going to piss them off to the extent we're going to turn around and th throw mitts or do something that he doesn't normally do because he's desperate to to find an outlet for his frustration. Not, Mike, your first round opponent is not worth risking it all. No, but what, 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 to your point, what Montreal wants is exactly. for respond. So he's not going to get pulled into it. Whenever he gets into one of those scrums, he tries to skate away because it's just it's just not something that uh, he should get involved in at all. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Scuba Steve in the community portion of the YouTube channel. Uh, going understanding that Habs are solid club that can still win, but also considering sports are supposed to be fun. Gun to your head. Okay. Who would you rather get the series winner? Uh, Willie, so five and five, or Felino? well, scores his first as a Leaf and comes through in game five just like his dad did way back when. That would be an interesting story. I don't think young fans today could give two shits about anything past two weeks ago. It's recency, it's recency bias. A lot of the history stuff we bring up, there's just it's a complete disconnect. No one gives a shit. But uh, William Nylander scoring to uh, his fifth goal in five games to win it, that would be uh, honestly, honestly, I don't care. I don't care who scores it as long as somebody scores it. But there's a gun to your head, Mike. Which would you go with? <laughs> I don't care. Hey, hey, it's our, 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 our friend Scooby Steve. Shoot. I don't know. What's that? Shoot. Go ahead. If you have a gun to my head. <laughs> Hey, this is the night version of uh, the Leafs combo, um, and and we're having an, an absolute blast. The Leafs put it away tomorrow, right? They do it. They put it away. I, Under I, your head, Mike. I I hope so. I have no. I you know what I'm saying. What, I, okay, sorry. What is it? What's the one thing that? What is the one thing that's lingering there, that is still bugging you about this team that? History, okay. History, when it's like it's the it's Murphy's law. When whenever something can go wrong, it does, and that's you know I hope they win. Mm. I hope they win. I because I have you know as as a fan and as some as somebody who covers a team, it's much more interesting to write about a team having some success and going going into the second round of the playoffs and playing Winnipeg than doing the post-mortem on another season and talking about, you know, what they're going to do in terms of trades and free agency and, who, you know, I mean, 
I'm going to do it either way. But it would be nice for the first time in 17 years for them to win a round and to go and have some hope of winning another round and then having some hope of winning another round. It, you know, It's nice to have some success after a while. But the reason I am sort of just like nonplussed in terms of, you know, what their prospects are against against Montreal in game five is mm-hmm. history. So mm-hmm. I will I will be very pleased when I when they win this series, but until they actually do, I'm not I'm gonna expect something bad to happen. <laughs> Tony's Dark Nightmares. That sounds like a podcast that I'd subscribe to. Montreal is done. Bring on Winnipeg. There's still 60 minutes of hockey, potentially more to go against Le Rat. Uh, and if there's a lot more than 60 minutes, then you know that the the Leafs have some things to uh, accomplish personally, and that's uh, putting the uh, skate blade to the collective throats of Le Rat and getting, um, you know, figuratively violent. Uh, just going through some of the series, Mike, uh, obviously – Winnipeg dusty Oilers. I, we can pick over the carcass of the Oilers and just grab Connor McDavid out and put him in blue and white, and the, we can set fire to the rest of the um, the debris. But how the what the hell's wrong with that organization? Um, they don't seem to follow the rules when it comes to putting a team together and putting the right pieces together. Lou Lamorello, a few years ago, when he took over as general manager of the Leafs, the first thing he did was trade for Frederick Anderson. Mm-hmm. They provided stability and goal. Obviously, Edmonton hasn't learned that because they keep signing yeah. Miko Koskinen's and 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 bringing in uh, uh, Mike Smith, who's like Methuselah. Uh, that's how old he is. I mean, you know, the the key for Ken Holland is find yourself a goaltender, then find yourself a couple defensemen, then find yourself about three, four forwards who yeah. can provide some support to Connor McDavid. Can they settle him down and and convince him that this will be the place for him ultimately? Because if you're him and you're as great as you are, like how does being around a bunch of civs in an organization that traditionally has is traditionally um, demonstrates ineptitude more than excellence. How does that not start to weigh you down, right? Well, right now, right now he's not at the Jack Eichel stage, but I think another year of failure and he's going to be saying, get me out of Dodge. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Who would you rather see in the series first, Marty Marinson or Freddie Anderson? Stop it, please. Come on, man. That was my question. That wasn't from the chat. Um, but the, you want to see Marty Marinson, right? It would make uh, if he's selling popcorn outside the Scotiabank Arena. Fine. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go through the other series, but legit, my phone is going to die, and I don't want this amazing uh, gathering that we've had tonight to end in a, a sad fashion. So I think we're going to have to wrap her up. Uh, OG's Commerce, thanks so much for being here. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube later, uh, you missed out on all the fun, but you're you're watching the recap. And if you're listening to us on podcasts, which many of you do, try subscribing to the YouTube channel. Catch us live. You can see our ugly faces and then listen to us um, when you're on a jog or doing workout or, you know, raging or whatever you do. So I'm excited for game five, Mike. I think the Leafs win. I think Nylander scores another one. 
And then it's on to Winnipeg, man. That's going to be a completely different series. And we may see a, uh, a another set of Leafs players that have been laying in wait come to the fore and, and get it done. Uh, some, some group of players are going to have to do that if the Leafs want to progress into the United States and uh, get to the semifinals for the first time since 2001? Two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. For Mike, I'm Norm. Guys, thanks so much. Talk to you soon.